Today's Tan Talk. Entertaining and informative radio for the Sunshine State. You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car has been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Looking for car shows? Then look no further than FLACarshows.com. On your computer or on your mobile device, FLACarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles. Whether you're looking for car shows, cruise-ins, meetups, automotive festivals, cars and coffees, or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine, then this is a site for you. Check it out online or on your phone at FLACarshows.com. My name's Gideon McCluskey. You know why I'm here, don't you? I said you know why I'm here, don't you? Bird Reynolds is Gator McCluskey. He's a booze running, motor gunning, law breaking, love making rebel. He hits the screen like a bolt of white lightning. Whether he's racing the law, gonna be in trouble now. Chasing the ladies. I don't believe in fooling around, man. You want to just say so. <laughs> Gator's the fastest thing alive. Ooh, now I know why they call you Gator. Only two things in the world I'm scared of. What's that? Women and the police. He's got a score to settle with the Bogan County Sheriff. But no sheriff is gonna kill any brother of mine. Man, you better come with us then, huh? Damn tough cookie. He run Bogan County. I'm gonna get mean, Harvey. I'm gonna get that sheriff, man. You'll have to kill him. And he means to do it one way. Or another. All units, got a man heading after Jackson Road. Cut him out. Reynolds is white lightning. He never strikes twice, because once is enough. Set the way back machine. Yes, sir, Mr. Peabody. Hey, this is Jimmy Shine from SoCal Speed Shop and the host of Car Warriors. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't touch that dial. Okay, let's 
Cars, welcome. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. We're on your computers in Google Tantalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to check out our website, GolfStreamMotorsports.com, where you can find out all about us. And if you've missed any of our past shows, don't forget to check out Nostalgic Radio and Cars, the archives. Good evening, Bobby. How are you? Good evening. Happy Tuesday and all that good stuff. Yeah, yep, well, the archives. The archives, good yeah. Place. You like that, hmm? Anyway, we've got a good show for you today. Um, I have a blank page. <laughs> you have a blank page? I have a blank page. You're you know why? Because I, I know everything by heart. It comes from within. Well, it comes from those 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 600 and something shows that you talked about earlier. Yeah, the 600 and you know, I don't know how many of them. Do it, do it a couple of times. You should, well, should at least be able to talk for a little for. Half hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of, kind of comes natural. All right, so uh, we got a great show for you tonight. We got an upcoming event here uh, in uh, Sumter County, and uh, in a couple weeks, and so we're going to have a guest on, a representative from the Vintage Truck Club of Florida. Now, I've been kind of hanging out with those guys for a while. I like trucks. Now, we're going to probably play, I think, White Line Fever. The movie clip here in a little bit. And, of course, the song Convoy, Breaker Breaker One Nine, Rubber Duck, all that good stuff. And uh, what we're going to do is, uh, well, when I started going, I started hanging out with my buddy IG. Um, special thank to IG tonight because he gave us some really cool key lime cookies tonight. And occasionally we have a sweet tooth around here, don't we, Bobby? And uh, no comment? <laughs> I mean... You we won't up? say no. Let's put it that okay, way. Okay, okay, okay. Anyway, um, so uh, he likes vintage trucks. Now, back in the day when I had the wrecking yard up here on Hercules Avenue, West Coast Auto Savage, a friend of mine down the street, um, he was in the parts business. His specialty was kind of vintage Corvettes, but he used to mess around with uh, heavy equipment. And to haul his heavy equipment around, he always used to buy and sell tractors, which was basically, you know, like big semis, you know, the, the, the tractors. Trail, the tractors, you know, the trucks themselves. And uh, occasionally we'd have some old uh, cab overs. And I always thought those were kind of cool because every once in a while you'd see one fixed up with a nice set of wheels and tires on it and some neat trim. And it kind of, the truck looked like a hot rod to me. Okay, now we, we all know about the big KWs, kind of worse than the big PBs, Peterbilts, and, uh, which looked very similar. You know, and obviously there's White, there's Freightliner, there's Volvo, there's all kinds of them out there, you know, Brockways back in the day, and Mac, of course. And, uh, but there was something about a cab over truck, which I always thought was kind of cool. So the one that my friend IG's looking for, and we came close to finding it one time, was the, um, uh, it's what they call an Aerodyne. Now, if you remember the movie or the TV show, uh, BJ and the Bears, and um, he drove a, a KW, Kenworth, uh, Aerodyne in there. And a long chassis, you know, with the cab in the back and the sleeper and everything like that. And that was kind of a cool-looking truck. So those are pretty neat. But at this, car sh- at this truck show, you're going to see all kinds of trucks, okay? Um, anyway, where I'm going with this is uh, cool cars, trucks, all that kind of stuff, motorcycles. So what did we do this weekend? Well, this weekend, we, uh, me and my buddy IG, as a matter of fact, we took a Diddy Bop tour down to Naples. And then, uh, actually, where was it? Someplace down there. Oh, yeah, Fort Myers. And I got a couple friends and customers down there. And, uh, you know, it's just, you just never know what you're, I went on a, a chase, a hunt for a, a car part, like I do from time to time. Uh, and I also went down to do, look at a wreck car to do a diminished value, 2022 
Honda Civic Sport. And, um, you know, only had a couple thousand miles on it. You know, poor girl just got the car. And it's, you know, it's, 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 it's just a sad story, you know, when people get relatively new cars. I mean, I've done cars that had 300 miles on them, 700 miles, 1,200 miles, you know, a couple hundred, couple thousand miles, um, even 100,000 miles. You know, depending on the vehicle. But it's sad that they get hurt and fixed. But, you know, if your car's been crashed and fixed, it's not worth what it was before the accident. So somebody owes you for the lost value of your vehicle, which is called a diminished value. And that's what I do. So basically, I work the Tampa Bay area. I work uh, Citrus County, Orlando, Lakeland, and Sarasota. And once in a while, I stray on down a little further south. And sometimes I stray on a further uh, east, to, you know, over to Daytona or something like that. As well as I do appraisals on cars. Now, the appraisal part side, the diminished value gets me into body shops, and I, and I learn about all the new cars and the quality of the cars and how the cars are and how sophisticated they are. And it's the cars are just getting really, really complicated, ladies and gentlemen. So if you have an older car, as in the case like we do, we have early 2000s trucks, Ford trucks mostly, um, excursions, stuff like that, F-250. And some older stuff, obviously, Mustangs, and we're going back in the 60s now, 70s. Anyway, the older vehicles are obviously more easier to fix. And they're, I think, you know, while you can still get the parts, you know, they're paid for usually most of the time. Um, and when you, when you figure you get a couple thousand, hundred thousand miles, or in the case of a diesel, three, four hundred thousand miles, you know, it, the car's obviously paid for itself, and it's worth keeping and fixing, particularly you like the car. And the car's become basically your best friend. Right, Bobby? That is true. You know, you just become one one with the car. i got to find that clip. Become one with whatever that, how that cliche goes. At any rate, um, so I get in and out of body shops. Now, you see some pretty interesting cars there. You know, some really nice wrecked Jaguars, Ferraris, Porsches, McLarens, all kinds of cool stuff. Teslas, a lot of wrecked Teslas around. But you see some kind of cool classic cars. But the, it leads you in another direction. So while we were down there on our little goose chase, we like to take side roads. And obviously, I'm on you know Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist and stuff like that and talking, chatting. One thing leads to another. We wind up at this guy's house, and it was littered with Chevy trucks. I can affectionately say that because I'm a Ford guy. So if you have Ford, you have a nice, cool collection of cars. But if you have Chevrolets laying around, your property is littered. And, and you uh, need land clearing. <laughs> and you need land clearing. And you call us, and we come in there with our rollback and our tractor, and we just crush it and smash it and haul it away, and you get $9 a hundredweight right now. Anyway, no, 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 I'm just kidding. But anyway, so, but he was, you know, he fixes themselves and stuff like that. But when he got to the other side of the building, there was this beautiful 71 split bumper Camaro, and I love those cars. I think the, the, the second-gen Camaros to me, particularly 70, 71, 72, and 73, same thing with the Trans Ams, Firebirds, are beautiful cars. Very American, but yet a little bit of a European flair to them. Gorgeous cars, great handling cars, super handling cars. But he had one there. It was a really, really, really nice car. And uh, he had a small black Chevrolet. Well, when I wandered in his garage to kind of snoop around and look at some of his other stuff, you know, it's kind of like my favorite saying, so what else do you have in the garage? i got to find that clip and play that. Um, and uh, it was a 57 Chevy, two-door post car sitting there. There was uh, a, a Camaro they were working on, a first-gen 67 uh, seven, eight, nine, but a sexy seven car sitting in there. A Vega. There was a '72 Vega in there, hatchback. Cool car. Had a small block in it. Didn't have the original Iron Duke in it. You know that little junky little four cylinder that blows up all the time. And I think what they have a cast iron block, aluminum head, or the other way around. Something sleeve, something really goofy. And um, but I always liked Vegas. I thought they were neat, just like I do Pintos. Uh, I own a Pinto wagon, and. Um, 
cool little car, four-speed car with air. Came from Arizona, brought it back 20-some-odd years ago. And, uh, and I like Gremlins. I think Gremlins are cool. There was a Gremlin X with a V8. Uh, I think it had, I don't remember if it was a three-speed or an automatic or not, but it was over at uh, Mecham. But that thing brought like close to 40 grand. But it was beautiful, beautiful Gremlin X V8 with all the options. I mean, it was a heavily loaded car, gorgeous car. And I wasn't the only one looking at that car. It was kind of neat. So, But anyway, so he had small block Chevrolets everywhere. Just really, really loaded with stuff. And kind of where I'm going with this is just like last week I was talking a little bit about this gentleman because I've been doing some appraisals and unfortunately, you know, some of these people have passed. So the garages are full of stuff and the wives and the family don't really know what to do with this stuff. I am fortunate that most of the time, because I, even though my my forte is Ford, I still know a lot about Mopars and GMs and stuff like that because I'm around it all the time or have been around it. So my, my background is kind of like broad, somewhat specific when it comes to Fords, but generally pretty knowledgeable about the cars that I've actually owned, where there are some guys that just specialize in a car and they eat sleep and drink that and that is all they know you know and to me that's that's okay but it's also good to know and you become an authority but it's i think i like diversification okay so that you know like i do domestic and foreign cars you know because i've got to know a little bit of everything but so while i'm there you know i'm looking around and he's just got some stuff and he's got these projects and i said how long this car's been here and he goes mm, 10 12 years some of these cars I'm running into that more and more and more. And I'm not going to say the steam, you know, people are running out of steam or they've lost their motivation or their drive or anything like that. It's just that when you get to a certain point in your life, it becomes kind of overwhelming. And now you've got to make that decision. Okay. Since everybody else is dropping like flies around me, I want to be around for a while. So I need to kind of fine tune what I have, what I want to keep. And the other stuff I'm going to just kind of make go away. So... That was kind of cool. And then this afternoon, I was snooping around because my little shop's up there near Hercules Avenue. And I was snooping around, and I drove by a guy's garage. No sign out front or anything like that. Just a kind of a privateer type kind of guy. But I saw the Camaro sitting out front, which caught my attention. Nice 67, 68 Camaro. Didn't look at it that close, but um, one of those two. And uh, But what did catch my eye, in the corner of my eye, in the corner of the building, inside of the building, with the door half closed, was a Mustang. Now, that I had to stop for, obviously. So when I walked in there, there was a 67 Mustang. Big shout-out to Carl if he's listening tonight. And uh, he's one of my former customers from way back. And um, so now he's retired, and um, he's kind of pursuing his hobby, which is fixing cars. So he had a 67 Fastback in there that started life as a coupe. But Dynacorn, bless their little soul, uh, makes these complete shells. For 60s, they started out with 67, 68 Mustangs, and then I think they did maybe a couple Camaros. Now they do just about everything. So you can basically buy a car, build a car out of a box. So he basically took this car, and there's a YouTube video. Matter of fact, let me see if I have it because I'll give him a shout out. Because he had a YouTube video of his, of him uh, modifying this car, which I thought I haven't had checked and check out yet. But he goes by CV Classics. So if you Google CV Classics and Let's see here. Um, the 67 Mustang Fastback conversion. Yes, you guys know how to use the Internet. I don't. Um, but anyway, you'll find it. So that's kind of cool, but that's not uncommon. So then I was talking to my friend Todd, who I'm also doing a very rare car for, a classic, um, uh, an appraisal. And uh, 
That is a 1970 Cougar. I guess, Bobby, you want to go to commercial break real quick, and then we'll be right back. I would back. like to play the first right, song. We're going to play the first song. We'll be right back, yeah. and I'll finish my story, because I'm kind of good at telling stories a little bit, you know, little, our little fires I chats. Hey, you tuned into Nostalgic Radio Cars. Here's a little truck of music. What's this gentleman's name? Dudley what? Dave Dudley. Dave Dudley. All right. Dave Dudley is going to play a keep on trucking song for us. So tune into Nostalgia Radio Cards. Don't touch that dial. We will be right back. Promise you. That'll bring you luck. Don't live too fast. Just set your pace. And when it's over, you'll win that race. So hang on, boys. Keep on trucking. Keep on trucking till you reach the top. Yeah, keep them wheels rolling. Don't ever let them stop. Tell old bad luck that you ain't buying You can't fail if you keep trying Hang on, friend Keep on trucking In a life there's lots of little games No one will ever take the blame For the bad Only the good So be yourself, no need to fake it Life's no more than what you make it Hang on, boy Keep on trucking Keep on trucking Till you reach the top Yeah, keep them wheels rolling Don't ever let them stop Tell old bad luck that you ain't buying You can't fail if you keep trying Hang on, friend Keep on trucking Keep on trucking Till you reach the top Yeah, keep them wheels rolling Don't ever let them stop Tell old bad luck that you ain't buying You can't fail if you keep trying Hang on, boys Keep on trucking Looking for car shows? Then look no further than flacarshows.com. On your computer or on your mobile device, flacarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles. Whether you're looking for car shows, cruise-ins, meetups, automotive festivals, cars and coffees, or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine, then this is a site for you. Check it out online or on your phone at flacarshows.com. You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car has been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Okay, we're back. We're tuning into Nostalgia Painting Cars, and I was talking about custom cars. So, Todd was at, uh, I didn't go this year. Uh, I had other stuff going on, so business-related, so I couldn't leave. But anyway, um, and I thought about it. I really thought about it, going out to Scottsdale, which I go there almost every year. Anyway, as I take a deep breath, and I relax. Okay. Um, Todd was telling me that on Friday and Saturday night at uh, Barrett-Jackson, cars were bringing pretty strong money. Particularly collector cars, numbers matching cars, and they set some world records. And, uh, you know, Boss 429s are in the $500,000 range. Surprisingly, a Superbird brought closest to a million. And there was a number of other cars that brought some crazy, crazy, crazy amounts of money. Cobras obviously went over a million, deep into the million, six figures, Ferraris, all that other kind of good stuff. But what he said was probably the most, um, the biggest takeaway was how prevalent and how much. Um, let's just say interest 
in Rustamons. Now, it took me years, years, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, sports car fans, to warm up, to get warm and fuzzy, to Rustamons. I'm an original OEM kind of guy, more of a barn find guy than anything else. Not so much in the restoration. I just like cool, original Survivor-type cars, even if they're edging beaters. Most everything I own is an edgy beater. But at any rate, I like original cars. Now, but I get it, because the buyers today, we, my friend Mike Flynn from, uh, and if Mike's listening, uh, big shout-out to Mike. Oh, yeah, also a big shout-out to our friends over there at Tampa Spring. A um, couple other companies out there that we do some business with every once in a while. The Parts House, big shout-out to Dan. He's down there. You know, so, uh, oh, and S&M Truck Parts. I want to thank those guys, Steve and those guys, because they were gracious enough, and I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, to give us a big uh, couple of uh, gift certificates for the uh, mini truck show. Anyway, where I'm going with this is Mike and I have had this discussion. I, you know, he keeps saying, Robert, you're a dinosaur. We're both dinosaurs, but you're more of a dinosaur, and I am because I'm older than him. But nonetheless, he goes, you know, people aren't buying our older crap anymore, and more and more of it's coming up for sale. More and more of it, you see collections being sold. Nice collection with some really, really cool stuff. But the rest of mod, the rest of mod is kind of like almost a saving grace. And Bobby and I had this discussion because we had a 67 Mustang. We were thinking about doing that. Not necessarily putting a Coyote in it, but putting a 5.0 and a 6-speed in it, or at least a 5-speed Tremec, 9-inch, obviously. Disc brakes all the way around, some modern electronics. And uh, that's kind of cool. But basically the, what the buyer wants today is a vintage classic-looking car that basically runs and drives and does all the cool things like a BMW. Right, Bobby? Or an Audi. Or a Benz. That's true. And um, because the German cars, period, set the standard all the way around. Handle, and the German cars are copied by everybody everywhere on the planet. And uh, so and I'm going to use BMW as an example because I like Bimmers. Obviously, Porsches, too, but um, in terms of the sedan and, uh, and the coupe stuff. So, basically, you buy these cars, you buy a Dynacorn body, as an example, and you put all this, you know, Art Morrison, uh, Rod Shop, Detroit Speed, something like that, all their suspension, all the goodies in it, put a Coyote motor in it if you're a Ford guy, put an LS motor or some kind of a GM motor in it, put the Crate Hemi in it if you're a Mopar guy, any car you want, okay? And you buy all the electronics. You buy, you can nav, Bluetooth, whatever else you can do on there where you can sit there and do it. It does remote, remote start, remote this, remote that. I mean, you can pretty much drive it from a satellite. Right, Bobby? That's <laughs> that's what people are buying. Those cars are cool. Now, I, I take issue with the guy taking the Z28 or the Shelby or the Boss or something rare and butchering it up, particularly split-window Corvettes, which I see a lot of that are, that are done that way. When you can buy... An over-the-counter, out-of-the-box body for under twenty grand, and then you start adding all the stuff to it. You can very easily get a hundred thousand dollars in it. You can very easily get two hundred thousand dollars in it. So now you are in the BMW, Audi, you know, S4, BMW M class, Mercedes AMG class. Now you're in that class of price range, rather. But you got an, a cool, classic car that has all the underpinnings. You know, state-of-the-art stuff. And and that's where it's going. And I think, you know, the buyers are successful business people, professionals, um, you know, whatever they do. And they're in their late 30s, most of them, 40s, early 50s maybe. Very, very successful. Even guys my generation are starting to get warm and fuzzy with these kind of cars. And it's going in that direction. And now I'm getting it. I'm getting it. And I think it's cool. Pretty impressive. I've actually appraised a few of those kind of cars over the years, and you know they got three, four hundred thousand dollars in those cars. And I did a Camaro, I did a Chevelle. Um, I didn't do anything with a Coyote in it yet. My friends over there, Tom Scarpello over there at uh, Revology, 
he sets the standard. You know, he's licensed by Ford to recreate the Mustang, but with basically a 2023 Mustang GT undercarriage. And don't don't underestimate the Mustang GT. They are now building a GT3 car. Okay, so they're going to go after Porsche and BMW. They're going to be out there running in Le Mans. They're going to be running in all the other big races, you know, Sebring, Daytona, Laguna Seca, all over the place. So, and Ford has really got their, you know, they stepped up their game. I'm not into the EV thing. That will probably never happen. But the internal combustion engine, high performance, state-of-the-art suspension, technology, I'm getting warm and fuzzy to it. On that note, I think Bobby's going to fire up the commercial. No, not a commercial. We're going to go some music, and we're going to get our guests on the yes, show here in a few minutes. Yes, we're going to play a song. Yes. And don't touch that dial. We'll be talking about. We'll be. We're going to keep on trucking. And have we broken the news about the the Ford plans to return to F1 by the 2026? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Farley. Since, since you were since you were mentioning that, I just had that article had popped up a couple days yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. So Ford's getting real heavy in the racing. Ford's going to get back in F1, which is cool. I will say one thing about Jim Farley, the new president. I met him a couple times. Uh, racing a car. I got a picture of him sitting in a Cobra that he has that he races out there at Laguna Seca and all over the country. So we have a race car guy running Ford the way it should be. You tune into Nostalgia Getting Cars. Here's a little music. We'll be right back. Got a copy on me, Big Ben? Come on. Oh, uh, yeah, 10-4, Big Ben, for sure, for sure. By golly, it's clean, clear to Flagtown. Come on. Yeah, it's a big 10-4 there, Big Ben. Yeah, we definitely got the front door, good buddy. Mercy sakes alive, looks like we got us a convoy. It was the dark of the moon on the 6th of June in a Kenworth pulling logs. Cab over Pete with a reefer on and a Jimmy hauling hogs. We is heading for Bear on I-10, about a mile out of Shaky Town. I says, Pigpen, this here's a rubber duck, and I'm about to put the hammer down. Cause we got a little convoy rockin' through the night. Yeah, we got a little convoy, ain't she a beautiful sight? Come on and join our convoy, ain't nothing gonna get in our way. We gonna roll this truckin' convoy. By the time we got into Tulsa town, we had 85 trucks in all. But there's a roadblock up on the cloverleaf, and them bears was wall to wall. Yeah, them smokies as thick as bugs on a bumper. They even had a bear in the air. I says, calling all trucks, this here is the duck. We about to go a hunting bear. Cause we got a great big convoy, rockin' through the night. Yeah, we got a great big convoy, ain't she a beautiful sight? Come on and join our convoy, ain't never gonna get in our way. We gonna blow this fucking convoy, cross the USA, convoy. Uh, you wanna give me a 10-9 on that big bin? Negatory, Big Ben, you're still too close. Yeah, them hulk is starting to close up my sinuses. Mercy sakes, you better back off another 10. Well, we rolled up Interstate 44 like a rocket sled on rails. We tore up all of our swindle sheets and left them setting on the scales. By the time we hit that shy town, them bears was getting smart. They'd brought up some reinforcements from the Illinois National Guard. There's armored cars and tanks and jeeps and rigs of every size. Carol Joe is back. Jerry waited two long years. Now it's time to make a life for themselves. 
He's an honest trucker who won't make deals. I mean, I don't haul that stuff, I don't drive, huh? That's right. Just keep your mouth shut and do as you're told. But it gets tougher for both of them. I'm pregnant, Carol Joe. And I've been thinking I wish I weren't. They force him to fight back, their way. My name's Carol Joe Hummer. I come to get work. And next time you just might not be so lucky. Get! But he won't quit. Get up! No matter what. to walk off a cliff, boy. He's only gonna get you dead, man. They got the muscle. They own the law. You're under arrest for the murder of Dwayne Howard. They terrify his wife. Take the deal and let's get the hell away from here. He's a working man who's had enough. Hey, bitty dog, you know who this is. You call him and tell him I'm coming here. Ride with Carol Joe on a trip you'll never forget. This is Mark Martin. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We're back for the tune of Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and it's time to introduce our special guest for the evening. This gentleman's been on our show before. He's a good friend of mine. He's also the president of the Vintage Truck Club of Florida. I'm delighted to welcome back JoJo. JoJo, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Good. Thanks for having me. Oh, well, we're excited. So give us the lowdown. We're only a couple weeks away from uh, the big event here in uh, Sumter County. Okay, well, the, what's going on is it's the 10th anniversary of the Vintage Trucks of Florida annual Winter National Show. Uh, it's going to be February 17th and 18th from 8 to 5 at the Sumter County Fairground. Okay. And uh, so, give us kind of like a rundown. How does it work, basically? How much does it cost to get in? And uh, how do uh, um, uh, what can people expect? Okay, uh, participants are twenty five dollars to register their trucks. Okay. Uh, spectators are five dollars per person, twelve and under free. Okay. Um, it's going to be two days of um, correction. All trucks, um, anything from vintage, antique, uh, commercial trucks, to show trucks, to hot rods, to modern-day working-class trucks. So we'll be running the gauntlet of all trucks. Okay, so pretty much anybody. So I can show up there with my 2022 F350 Tremor, or F250 Tremor, or I can show up with my uh, 1979 Ford Bronco, or I can show up there with my 1956 Ford F100, right? Absolutely. You know, it's all about all trucks. Okay. Now, but the big thing is, is the big trucks, like the big semis, the big Macs, the big Kenworth, the big KWs, the big Brockworks, the big Peterbilts, all that kind of stuff. So tell us about some of the cars. Some of, tell us about some of the unique trucks that will be there. 
Um, you know, the the oldest things that will be there will be the 1920s Mack Bulldogs, chain drive trucks, um, to, to, to all years, um, to modern day. JoJo, are you there? Did we lose you? Oh, we must have lost him. All right, Bobby, go call him back right quick. Make sure. Hey, while I'm taking a break here, real quick, and Bobby's trying to reach our guest, I want to give a big shout out to Kerry Davis or Kerry Nolan. And he was on a show a couple weeks ago. He plays next door here at the uh, band behind it. He's got the uh, um, with the, um, the, 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 the the open mic night guys. And uh, he sat in here with his brother's guitar, and that was kind of like he did a couple tribute th- songs for uh, David Crosby because he had passed away with Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. But he brought me this book. We talked a little bit about it. And it's called Guess Who I Met Today, the Danny Davis story. That's his dad, who was basically uh, a well-known trumpet, music guy, uh, uh, promoter, uh, just all-around super guy, you know, based out of Nashville. And uh, so, Carrie's going to come back on the show, and we're going to talk a little bit about that book. I'm going to read a couple chapters, so I want a big shout-out to Carrie and his gang next door. And uh, what's the name of that place over there, Bobby? Okay, well, anyway, so uh, the, if you want to stop by, right behind the studio there, they're, they're playing music. Anyway, we're back. JoJo, you there? Yeah, I'm there. Okay, we lost <laughs> you there for a second, but that's okay. Hey, technology, you know how it works. Anyway, so tell us about some of the trucks. Now, you actually, you're based out of Orlando, so you're, uh, is it your father-in-law that's got the, 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 the trucking company there or the tow company? My nephew. Your nephew. My nephew has a heavy haul transport company, the Berardinas Heavy Haul. Okay, and you guys have a number of collectible vintage trucks over there. Tell us about some of those trucks. Correct, correct. Uh, the oldest one we have is the 1929 Chain Drive Mack dump truck. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we got many from there. Um, the next one would be a 37 Mack AC dump truck, which is kind of unique survivor. Um, it's Cummings-powered and unrestored. Now, is that the one I drove when I was up there that one time? I think that was it. That one just kind of just looks yes. like it. Okay, that was a cool truck. If I had to own a truck, that would be the one. <laughs> I like yeah. that truck. The, the, the popularity is to keep it and unrestore it, but who knows what's going to happen. Okay, well, before you restore it, give me a call. I might be interested in just the way it is. I like, so I could actually drive that one. That was cool. I like that. Anyway, go ahead. So tell us about Because you've got Brockways. you got other kind of cool stuff, too. Yeah, um, between... Our collection and my good friends, there's um, many, many different brands. Um, one comes to mind, Dennis Cyrix, uh 59 Cannonball. Oh, yeah? Which is a pretty unique truck. Um, Detroit Power, two-cycle. Um, Kenworth, Brockways, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, Internationals. Um, Jim Rhymes is going to bring his international cab over. Okay. How are you going to break up the classes? What are the classes going to be like for uh, for the heavy trucks, for the big stuff? Well, um, one of the things we take pride on is we don't do a trophy show. It's, it's a pride show. Um, you know, come and share what you have and, and, and spend time with friends and make friends that appreciate the similar same things you do. Okay, that's good. That's very good. Or I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we all do. Okay. Oh yeah. And uh, so that How many car how many trucks, big trucks do you anticipate there? How many trucks are going to show up? 
Um, we we're hoping for over a hundred. Oh wow! Um, we've we've been able to pull a hundred trucks at shows in the past, so we're hoping to see at least a hundred. Okay. Any Diamond Rios going to be there? Um, not that I'm aware of this year. Okay. What is the most unique and rarest truck that uh, could possibly show up there? Oh. Besides, and we can talk a little bit about it, the the, the Cannon truck. Yeah, yeah. The Cannon truck may show up there, right? The Cannon truck is on track to be there, the human cannonball. Okay. Um, Tell us a little bit we, about that. We, oh, that, that's really that in my wheelhouse. I haven't even seen it yet. Um, I believe it's a mid-40s Rio uh-huh. um, that has a custom-made human cannon uh, mounted to it, uh, often seen at circuses and fairs and things like that in the past. Okay. And that truck but was that, actu- that truck was actually based out of Tampa by the uh the famous Zucchini or Zucchini, Zucchini, uh <laughs> I always say Zucchini. Zucchini, uh they were kinda like an acrobat family, right? You know, the circus family? Correct. Yeah. Correct, yes. They were they were the showmen at <laughs> uh-huh. the time. For a long time, for many decades. Yeah, and this is uh, basically a truck that they scratch built for the purposes of basically launching people out of a giant cannon, shooting them across the circus floor there and into a net, right? Correct, yes. Okay. So tell us about some of the other trucks that are going to be there besides the cannon truck. What else is going to be going? What about fire trucks? going to be some fire trucks there, emergency vehicles? Um, as far as I know, there hasn't been many pre-registered, but you never know day of show. Okay. They come out of the woodwork. How many trucks are you guys going to bring over? Are you going to bring over some big heavy haulers and show those and display them? Yeah, yeah. I'm prepared to move uh, 12 pieces on Saturday up to that part of town. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll probably make uh, about three trips with three vehicles each. Okay. So the as far as the vintage stuff that you guys will bring in, what all have you got kind of planned to bring over there this time? Well, uh, the big thing I think we got planned is the cruise to the 75 Chrome Shop. Seven, from the Sumter County Fairgrounds to the Chrome Shop is about 20 miles. Okay. Um, we're going we're gonna to take as many people as want to participate at 4 o'clock on Friday afternoon and kind of do a convoy over to the Chrome Shop. Oh, that's going to be fun. Yeah. So, so there'll be vintage trucks, there'll be modern trucks all participating in that cruise to the chrome shop, and then back to the fairgrounds. Okay. All right. I uh, think that's about the biggest thing going on. All right. And then what is, what is, is there any entertainment going to be there uh, over the weekend? Uh, are there going to be vendors, or, uh, food, uh, swap meet? Tell us about some of the other attractions. Yeah, we, we should have uh, 15 or 20 um, top-of-the-line vendors um, on-site, um, probably the best carny food you can get in central florida okay <laughs> and 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 a, and a whole lot of great great trucks from all over um i'm expecting people from as far as massachusetts canada new hampshire um i just got a call from keith jones from the keystone truck museum in virginia oh they're going to be participating again this year 
Okay. And they always bring a great some great stuff from their collection. Tell us about the Vintage uh, Truck Club of Florida. So if somebody wants to join the club, how do they go about doing it? Okay, Vintage Truck Club is a chapter of the Antique Truck Club of America. Okay. And they're dedicated to preservation, restoration, and operation of antique trucks. Okay, um, so you can go to our website at VintageTrucksOfFlorida.com, and um, everything's on the website, um, applications, contact numbers for myself and other people in the club for uh, sign up or comes to the show and and uh, sign up. Okay, so it's Friday. Remember, it's Friday and Saturday and Sunday, correct? No, it is not Sunday. Oh, it's, it's Friday and Saturday. Okay. Seventeenth and eighteenth, from eight to five, at the Sumter County Fairgrounds. Okay. In Bushnell, Florida. Now, just out of curiosity, what do you guys? Uh, I know you have a, an extensive truck collection yourself. Um, so, what are some of the projects you've got? That you are working on right now. Anything you want to share with us? Any, any? Because you guys actually do restoration there, right? Yeah, your, we, your we do. Yes, we do most of our own restoration in house. Um, currently, we're on the tail end of doing an FJ, an F, a Mac correction, F, Mac FJ, which was the truck they used to move the sixteen-inch gun barrels from New York to Virginia for the land-to-sea missiles, bullets. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so it's a direct replica of one of those trucks. Um, it had a capacity of, or the gun barrels weighed 139 tons. So this single-axle tractor, six-wheel tractor, was what they used to move those gun barrels from New York to Virginia. Whoa. So what were these gun barrels used? What were they then attached to? They would be put in um, battleships, um, land to sea, uh, gun bases, um, things like that. Interesting. During what year was this truck uh, operational, or would have this been operational? Uh, this would be in the uh, early 40s, uh, 39, 40 vintage truck that we're working on now. Interesting. So yeah. how hard is it to find parts for these vintage trucks? Is it like a car where there's a lot of reproduction stuff out there, or do you have to really, really hunt and beat the bushes to try to find people that have this, these old vintage trucks laying around that, uh, that where, where parts may be available? There, there are a small amount of parts still available, meaning used, um, good used stuff, but not a lot anymore. You know, you're you're talking seventy years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, that stuff just didn't live, um, and it wasn't preserved necessarily, um, like a car would have been. Um, a lot of these trucks worked hard, worked a long time, and they were put to rest, <laughs> uh, so to say. Uh, so there wasn't much left, but there are a group of people that do reproduction, and there's um, so there's some new parts to be had um, for a price. Um, 
Would it be fair to say that mechanicals are probably easier to come by than body components for for these old vintage trucks? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Mac was pretty good about using the same similar same parts for many different models. So there is some interchange um, to newer stuff to to complete the restorations, um, and then there's always making it. Okay, and then for example, like you know, when you're when you're doing a car, you can have a thousand hours to five thousand hours into restoring a car, depending on how intricate the car is and and how detailed the car needs to be. Would it be fair to say that a truck, because you have larger components, it's not as detailed, doesn't take the amount of time, but still requires the same amount of attention, tenacity, and attention to detail. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's just bigger components, too. You know, you look at a wheel and tire, it's three times the size, mm-hmm. and there's more of them. Yeah, you know, that's true. typically has four tires. You know, a truck has either eight, uh, six or ten. Right. You know, brake drums are bigger, bigger components. Still has the leaf springs, still has the axles. Uh-huh. Everything's bigger. <laughs> what got your interest? How'd you get interested in trucks? Oh, um, I guess I've always had a, a, a mechanical drive, how it works, how it's built, take it apart, put it back together, make it work. Um, it was always something I always had. And then, you know, had the opportunity to to build my first vehicle um i got a 63 willies pickup in parts a basket case that i had to put together that was my first vehicle oh wow so I'm, i want to say that that's where it all started how old were you i was 14 when i got it okay are you from florida or where are you from originally jojo i'm a I'm born and raised in stanford connecticut i've been in florida for 25 years now oh okay well, that's the rust belt, so I guess in the wintertime you can lock yourself in the garage and you can work on your projects, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you had those rainy days um, and stuff to do projects, and here it's relentless. You work, 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 and then try and fit projects in between. Uh-huh. Um, so the Willys, then what? after the Willys, what was your next vehicle? I mean, did you actually put the truck together, and then was that intended to be your driver? Yeah, I, 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 like I said, I got a basket case. I had a rolling chassis, a cab, hood fenders, a pickup bed, and um, together with my cousin's help, we put it together. Okay. Painted it, and uh, I, I, that was my daily driver for two or three years through high school. Did you? Um, are, so I, I know you work for a trucking company right now, and. Uh, so, did you were you ever a truck driver at some point in time, or more or less just like an enthusiast type person with the in the truck world, so to speak? Well, um, I'm a quali- I qualify for a Class A driver. I'm a CDL driver. Okay. Um, I have driven. I do drive. I don't want to take the pride and say I'm a truck driver, but I do have my. Uh, bit of time behind the wheel okay all right all right 
So now you're. I wouldn't call myself a novice. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, no, no. That's you know. I mean, because I mean, I've driven a big truck, but I'm certainly not. I don't have a CDL. I'm not a big tr- a truck driver kind of guy. But there's a when when you're a car guy, you know, you, you appreciate everything on wheels. But until I started hanging out with you guys, I didn't really realize the amount of dedication and passion that. Vintage truck guys, big truck guys. I mean, that's one thing I know about the pickup trucks and stuff like that, because I get into that. But you guys with the big semis, you know, hanging around with IG and Mike and and Lou and and some of the other guys in the club there, uh, it's it's truly a passion for you guys. And and when you start staring at them, I was talking earlier on the show, you know, like my friend of mine had a a couple cab over fours, Fords. And, to, and he had him tricked out a little bit, and it just kind of looked like a hot rod truck. And I, that kind of got my attention. And now that I hang around you guys, and then IG wants that, uh, you know, a cab over Aerodyne that he's been chasing, those are cool-looking trucks. And then when you look at the big trucks, and then when I drove that one that you guys have over there in Orlando, I just thought that was so cool. So I easily, easily understand and get <laughs> how you guys can get, uh, you know, caught up into that and, and passionate about it and become your hobby. Yeah, and and you know these are the the vehicles that built America. You know they they move product back and forth and up and down and all around. You know and and you know it's not just a daily driver or a car. These these are the vehicles that 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 move you know, America. Ran the highways. Yeah, move America. Well, like IG always says, if you have a product in your hand, thank a truck driver, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Nothing gets nowhere. Speaking of which, now talk about your nephew for a second. So he's got the big heavy haul company. I real quick, got a few minutes left. Tell us about some of the really unusual stuff because you guys actually went over to NASA and you moved something really, really big over there that was kind of like spacecraft related, right? Correct. He had an opportunity to move a million pounds of freight in, I think it was ten or twelve loads from the port into the space center. Wow. Um, on a multi-axle big trailer with a prime mover. So was that something that was supposed to be loaded into, let's say, the cargo bay of some little rocket ship or spaceship thingy going into outer space, or was that just something no, used I, at NASA? I, NASA? Think, I think it was equipment for the space industry. Okay. What about some of the really, 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 really wide load stuff that you guys have had to move? I mean, how does that work? I mean, we've got about a minute left, so. Well, you know, um, being a specialized mover, whatever it takes, we make it happen. Okay, and it requires special permits and everything, right? Oh, absolutely. Route, uh, route, they give you, uh, with the permits you get, the route which you can take with that oversized load or overweight load, depending on what we're doing at the time. Uh huh. So whether you're hauling giant uh, beams for overpasses or whether you're hauling, you know, for construction or stuff for NASA, uh, special permits, chase vehicles in the front, chase vehicles in the back? Yep, yep. Oversized, overweight. Um, escorts for height, width, all the above. Just out of curiosity, 
how how just just and you don't have to pinpoint it but roughly to pull those permits and pay for those permits to move something let's say down the interstate a little ways how much could that cost people have no idea how much is because every once in a while you see them going down the road people don't really know what's going on i mean obviously the roads are blocked and you have to clear for them but how much are those permits how much can those permits cost Oh, they they can go from five to ten thousand dollars, depending on how many states, how many, how, what areas you have to go through, um, what you have to go around. Uh, you know, because you can't go the way the crow flies. You may, you have to go uh, in different areas that will allow those oversized loads. Wow! So often, often it takes longer, and you need more permits because you got to go through more different areas. Uh, yeah, obviously. All right, well, JoJo, we're up against the time. I want to thank you for hanging out with us one more time. Tell everybody how they can find out about the uh, Vintage Truck Show this in, uh, in two weeks, and then give a shout-out to uh, your nephew's company, too, as well. Okay. Um, VintageTrucksOfFlorida.com is our website. The truck show is February 17th and 18th at the Sumter County Fairgrounds. Okay. Um uh, Lou DeBerardinas Heavy Hall, Orlando, Florida, for all your, or actually, Florida's first call. Florida's first call. Okay, so for the big heavies, call who? DeBerardinas Heavy Hall. DeBerardinas Heavy Tall. Heavy haul. Very good. Well, JoJo, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Thanks for hanging out with us here at Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Uh, we'll keep pushing it, the truck show, this uh, in a couple weeks, and uh, we'll see you there. Thank you. And one last thing. Sure. Thanks for all our sponsors. Okay. Very good. Yes. Uh, well, I'll, I'll mention S&M Truck Parts because I know about those guys for sure. And, uh, you know, Tampa Spring and a couple other people that have uh, helped us uh, promote the cross-promote uh, the Vintage Truck Show of Florida. At, uh, and thank you for all your help. Uh, very, uh, you're you're very welcome. You're very welcome. <laughs> Glad to do it. All right, Jojo, take care and bring my truck over there. I want to I want to drive that old uh, '30s uh, Mac. I like that truck. Anyway. I, I plan on having it there. <laughs> super, super, super. Thank you. Hey, I want to thank my special guest uh, Jojo from the Vintage Truck Club of Florida, hanging out with us here at Nostalgia Getting Cars. Be sure to be there. Don't forget, check out Nostalgia Getting Cars. Don't forget to check us out here every Tuesday between 7 and 8 p.m. on the Santa Radio Network. We'll see you. Stay safe, drive carefully, love your family. WTAN, Clearwater. FM 106.1. WDCF, Dade City. FM 102.3. WZHR, Zephyr Hills. FM 104.3. Listen.